Good morning. Good morning. And welcome. I invite everyone at this time to please stand and join in singing hymn 594. It's found in the blue hymnal directly in front of you. Our service of Holy Eucharist Rite 2 begins on page 355 of the prayer book or on the first page of our service booklet. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and blessed be his kingdom now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, 
that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. the strength of all who put their trust in you, mercifully accept our prayers. And because in our weakness we can do nothing good without you, give us the help of your grace, that in keeping your commandments we may please you both in will and deed, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. A reading from the book of Deuteronomy. Moses said, See, I have set before you today life and prosperity, death and adversity. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I am commanding you today, by loving the Lord your God, walking in his ways and observing his commandments, decrees and ordinances, then you shall live and become numerous, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you do not hear, but are led astray to bow down to other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall perish. You shall not live long in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying him and holding fast to him. 
for that means life to you and, and length of days, so that you may live in the land that your Lord swore to you to give to your ancestors, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. reading from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians. And so, brothers and sisters, I could not speak to you as spiritual people, but rather as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for solid food. Even now you are still not ready, for you are still of the flesh. For as long as there is jealousy and quarreling among you, Are you not of the flesh and behaving according to human inclinations? For when one day I belong to Paul and another I belong to Apollos, are you not, ready, are you not merely human? What then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you came to believe as the Lord assigned to each, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. The one who plants and the one who waters have a common purpose, and each will receive wages according to the labor of each. For we are God's servants working together. You are God's field, God's building. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our gospel or sequence hymn this morning is hymn 440. We'll sing the first two verses prior to the reading of the gospel, the third verse after. So I invite everyone at this time who's able to please stand and join in singing hymn 440, found in the blue hymnal.
Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said, You have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, You shall not murder, and whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you, that if you are angry with a brother or sister, you will be liable to judgment. And if you insult a brother or sister, you will be liable to the council. And if you say, you fool, you will be liable to the hell of fire. So when you are offering your gift at the altar, if you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, Leave your gift there before the altar and go. First, be reconciled to your brother or sister, and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are on the way to court with him. Or your accuser may hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard and you will be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, Tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to go down into hell. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife Let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that anyone who divorces his wife, except on the grounds of unchastity, causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, you shall not swear falsely, but carry out your vows you have made to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let your word be yes, yes, or no, no. Anything more than this comes from the evil one. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ.
In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Please be seated. In William Shakespeare's classic play, there is the quote, what is in a name? A rose by any other name would smell as sweet. And while there is a lot of truth to that statement from Shakespeare, it doesn't begin to cover the full reality of what truly is in a name. Because a name tells the world how something is or someone is perceived. How we understand that individual or groups of individuals. Where they lay within the pecking order of today's culture. A couple of years ago, I shared with you the story of being a fairly new priest when my great aunt passed away and I was asked to officiate at her funeral. And just prior to the service held in the chapel of the nursing home where she died, sat my grandparents in the front row and although I was fully vested as I am today, there was my grandmother in her state of confusion asking my grandfather in her stage whisper at the time, where's the minister? And even though my grandfather pointed out that I was the minister, she asked yet again, where's the minister? Until finally, she protested and said, no, Les, that's not the minister, that's Craigie. <laughs> and as wonderful and as endearing as that moment might have been, how my grandmother referred to me that morning was indicative of how my family has throughout decades perceived my generation within the family. No matter how old we became, no matter the fact that we were now fathers of children, grown professionally in each and every one of our fields, somehow we never graduated out of that role as child never fully had that seat at the adult's table, but were for some reason seen as sort of less than the generations before us. And that's not just true of my family. It is true of many things in this life. In recent weeks, there has been much uproar over the Duke of Sussex's book, Spare. And especially from some sectors where he describes his experience of time served in the British forces. When he talks about how he understood the Afghani people, especially in terms of the Taliban, as he wrote, basically he said, I didn't see them as people. They were bad guys. 
who are going to do bad things to good people and therefore needed to be eliminated. Many have found that offensive, but yet it reminded me of something I was told way back when, and I know there are military people out there, so you can correct me after this homily if you wish, but that part of the training of soldiers for combat is the dehumanization of the enemy. Because it's very hard to kill someone whom you see as fully human as yourself. Think of the pejoratives that were used during World War II towards the German forces and those of Japan. Words that dismissed and diminished them to make it easier to face them as our enemy. One of the things that worries me so greatly living in this time and culture is how deeply this country has been divided. No longer are our politics about the sharing and the debating of ideas, but have become about the dismissing of the other. No longer is it just simply Democrat and Republican. It is right-winger versus lefty. It is libtard versus trumper. And as I go down that list of names and they become more and more pejorative, the easier it has become to dismiss those who do not see eye to eye with us and somehow come to the conclusion they may be less than human. Now, many may be asking the question this morning, why is Father getting all up in arms around names and words? Yes, we know that they have power. They know, we know that they carry meaning. But what does that have to do in light of this morning's gospel that is somehow tied in with the Old Testament reading in terms of the law? Because it's very simply this. As we read this morning's gospel, Jesus looks at the laws of Abraham, the laws that we heard given to us by God as a gift to guide us towards what is life, not just for ourselves, but for each other. Laws that were established by a community at a time when they were moving from being nomadic to a time when they were becoming agrarian and settling in communities, learning how to live among and with each other. Laws that taught us what it looks like to respect our fellow human beings. And in today's gospel, what Jesus does is he takes these laws, offers them up exactly as we know them from the Ten Commandments, and then reminds us that the intent of these laws go far deeper. They're about remembering that the other is a fellow human being 
They are about that part of the summation of the law that tells us that we are to love our neighbor as ourself. And that can only begin when we see our neighbor as fully human, as we are. And so Jesus reminds us this morning, right off in his first statement about murder, that even the insulting of another human being is part and parcel to murder. For when we can go to that level, we begin to demiss them, demean them, to see them as less than human. As a people of Christ, at the time of our baptism, we made the vow to respect the dignity of every human being. We made the vow to be like my friend and now colleague Joshua, who had tattooed on the inside of his right wrist that of a Jerusalem cross to remind him not just that he's been marked as Christ's own forever, but because every time he extends that hand to greet someone with a handshake, he is reminded that the person he is about to greet is a fellow child of God as he is, and therefore not a stranger, not among the other, but a brother or a sister through God and Christ. In this morning's gospel, Jesus reminds us that as his followers, we are called not just to remember the letter of the law, but to remember that we are to be the law of love that fully respects the dignity of every human being by seeing them through one title and one title only, only, beloved children of God, the same title that each and every one of us carries as well. Amen. Amen. I invite you to please stand and join me in affirming our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, 
With the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. With all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord, saying, Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above, from the loving kindness of God, and for the salvation of our souls, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the world, for the welfare of the Holy Church of God, and for the unity of all peoples, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our bishop, and for all the clergy and people, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our president, for the leaders of the nations, and for all in authority, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the towns of South Kingston and Narragansett, and for every city and community, and for those who live in them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For seasonable weather, and for an abundance of the fruits of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the good earth which God has given us, and for the wisdom and will to conserve it, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who travel on land, on water, or in the air, or through outer space, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the aged and infirmed, for the widowed and orphans, and for the sick and suffering, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. In our parish cycle of in our parish cycle of prayer for Father Craig and Maureen Swan, John and Sue Tasson, and John and Carol Tickner, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. In our diocesan cycle of prayer, for the clergy widows and widowers of this diocese, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute, for the prisoners and captives, and for all who remember and care for them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who have died in the hope of the resurrection, especially Stan Bilanis, Linda Cacciola, Corinne De Silva, and Alan Basore, and for all the departed, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For deliverance from all danger, violence, oppression, and degradation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. That we may end our lives in faith and hope, without suffering and without reproach, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Defend us, deliver us, and in thy compassion protect us, O Lord, by thy grace. Lord, have mercy. In the communion of our patron Peter and of all the saints, let us commend ourselves and one another and all our life to Christ our God. To you, O Lord, our God. Almighty and eternal God, ruler of all things in heaven and earth, mercifully accept the prayers of your people and strengthen us to do your will through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. 
we have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your name, amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us greet one another with a sign of Christ's love for us. Yeah, I know. 
just, you don't have to raise your hand or whatever, but we're, we'd like to get to know you, and it's not to embarrass you or pitch you something. Uh, we have coffee after this, and it's just a nice way to get to, get to meet people. Um, and does anyone have any good news from the pews? What do you got? Yes, on Thursday at 9.30 in the conference room, the knitting group will meet, and it's not just knitting, crochet, and hand work. Everybody's welcome. Thank you. And if you come to the parking lot, knock on the door so we hear you to let you in. Yes, Sue. And just one more quick announcement. February 25th is Cindy Clancy's birthday. Um, Cindy loves birthdays. She loves the celebration of birthday um, at the beginning of each month. She, has, she is now recuper recuperating at home with help, but for the most part, housebound. She is non-technologically advanced. She loves notes, cards, and she especially found them um, uplifting while she was in hospital and at Roberts. So just for those who know Cindy, take a moment and send her a birthday greeting. She'll greatly appreciate it. On that note, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us in offering and sacrifice to God.
Thanks to you, O God, for the goodness and love which you've made known to us in creation, and the calling of Israel to be your people, in your words spoken through the prophets, and above all in the word made flesh, Jesus your Son. For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death. 
we proclaim his resurrection. We await his coming in glory. And we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son and his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable through him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ, and bring us to that heavenly country, where with the blessed Virgin Mary, Peter, our patron, and all your saints, we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters through Jesus Christ, our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation. By him, and with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia, Christ, our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. Please stand and join in singing hymn 347, found in the blue hymnal.